to the Medical Receptionist Network podcast show. I'm your host, Siobhan Atkins. Join us as we discuss the importance of clerical and administrative roles and their impact on the healthcare industry. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. Hello, my name is Chris Smead, and I've been in healthcare for about 11 years now. I work for Kaiser Permanente. I started off in OBGYN department. Then I went to the oncology department, and I'm currently working in pediatrics. So I've been in pediatrics for a couple of years now. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I actually started in obstetrics as well, and I work with a pediatrician now, too, so that's very interesting. <laughs> so, wow, what a coincidence. Yeah, definitely. And it's two different worlds. You would think it's so similar, but it's very much two different worlds, right? <laughs> it really is. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so now you're still in the hospital system. Right now you're in pediatrics, correct? Yes, I am currently. And I love it. I love working with the kids, the little babies. Oh, yes, I'm sure. <laughs> what, what made you become a receptionist in the first place? What, what guided you to that career choice? Uh, I needed a job. No. Um, <laughs> you know what? I, I love working with people. And, you know, before that, I was a cable guy, so I on, on top of roofs, going in attics, hooking up cable, and I was like, you know what, I'm tired of this. I want to smell the same way when I go into work, when I leave from work. And I said, so working at the hospital, I'll be the same way. I'm not getting dirty. I still have right. the same feel of uh, customer service and working with to jump in healthcare. So... You know, and when I got in, got in healthcare, I was like, "Oh, this is amazing!" Because I realized people go through all kind of things, and we don't know. And, right. and for me to work in oncology, you know, um, was just such a blessing, man. You know, people are going through what they're going through, getting chemotherapy, and I built a lot of relationships with patients, and you know, I made them feel better about the situation, made them laugh, and just and my compassion and my sympathy for people. Was, uh, is what I was concerned about. So that's what made me jump in it. Well, that has to yeah. be tough at times as well, though, you know, even, you know, trying to lift people up in some of their our toughest times. Oh, yeah, absolutely it was. But, you know, yes. people go through so much and you, you never realize you putting a smile on somebody's face, how they, you know, how they can change oh, their life. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, putting a smile on someone's face means more to most than you would even think. So how have you, in all these different specialties that you've worked with, how have you been able to enhance, like, the front office process? Or, you know, have you had to bring ideas to your, you know, management or organization to help, you know, the process so that it's easier for your patients and maybe your coworkers as well? Yeah, they had me lead uh, I used to work in my department. I was one of the leads in the UBT team. So it's, it's a unit-based team. And okay. what we would do, uh, I would be the front line to bring the ideas or whatever challenges that the department may be having. Mm -hmm. I would bring those ideas on how we can make the department better to okay. management. And I just always wanted to create a, a positive workspace for the rest of the employees around me. And I was able to do that by us working together. You know, okay. people working Monday through Friday, five days a week, 40 hours. We, we have our own personal issues that we go through. So when I come to work, I will always want it to be a, a, a good environment 
for all of us and us working together. So we would do things like give do giveaways like gas cards, uh, uh, treat treat each other to lunch, you know, okay. just to, to have a positive environment with each other. So definitely, and that helps, yeah, and, helps when you know we spend so much time with people. Uh, when you work in these settings that, you know, they become kind of family as well. And if not, you they just become someone you need to get along with for a long period. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Definitely. Which can be difficult. Exactly. <laughs> it's making it harder for yourself when you work making things hard for everybody around you. But right. I, I get how you were able to help the front desk process, but how about when it came to actually the direct patient experience? Have you ever been able to implement something that maybe you could give other ideas to the other receptionists listening of ways to improve, you know, just just someone checking in? What's something that you've been able to do to just improve that experience for them? You know what is that is it's a process. It's a it's a guide that we go by called Aided. Acknowledge, okay. introduce, duration, explanation, and time. And mm. what I mean by that is, you know, when a patient is waiting in line, can't stand, we always want to acknowledge what they're going through. So as a receptionist, I will always, next member, I will be right with you shortly. And once they come up to the desk, I will always let them know, hey, you're checking in, your appointment time is around this time. It'll be approximately this long. And okay. if it takes any longer than that, don't be afraid to come down and speak to me. I will get in contact with one of the RNs or management to see what's taking this appointment so long for you to be seen. So right. pretty much just having sympathy and letting the patients know that I understand what you're going through. Right. And, and keeping so them updated as going as, by in the process. Rules, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I okay. know that makes the patient experience uh, a lot more pleasant and friendly when we, we show sympathy and, and acknowledge what's mm-hmm. going on at the time of check-in. That's a great point, and I, I like that you have an actual process that you follow. And I actually, in my book, I mentioned something that and one of the key points is acknowledgement and just letting people know that I see you. <laughs> you know, we recognize that you've been waiting. Um, sometimes people are afraid to deal with those kind of situations in the office because they know someone's waiting and all oh, the people are staring at me, you know, <laughs> because they're waiting for an hour. Right. And you can't be afraid to address them and let them know what's going on because people appreciate being up to date. You know, it's like, how would you want to be treated when you're sitting in an office? Maybe you're nervous, you're scared, or, you know, something's going on with your family member. So it's definitely good to be kept abreast of what is happening. Yeah. So for you, I would say this is probably a good question for the last couple of years, especially what changes within your uh, medical facility that you're working with has been most difficult to navigate? And do you wish there were things that were done differently? And can you tell us something about, about that? Oh my God. Yes. This, uh, during this COVID time, it's, it's, it's been a lot of changes. Yeah. Um, actually, dealing with the vaccine right now, it's been a lot more busier. So, okay. uh, meaning the lines are longer, um, wait time is longer, and I wish they can figure out how to you get that down that time downside. You know, with the okay. wait, 
they, they put more kiosk in so that you're able to do self check-in. You can check in from the phone. You can check in um, at the kiosk, um, okay. which we provide. And that sort of helps, but you do have some people that's not as tech savvy. Right. It's hard for them to use their phone and check mm-hmm. in. So I see what they're trying to do, but I wish they can improve it some way, somehow. You you understand? So to just yeah, get that time of standing in line and waiting. Right. Um, and that's what I was going to ask you. You mentioned the technology, um, you know, with the kiosks and everything. And I was even thinking today, I said, you know, a lot of times we think that older people have difficulty. And it's not just older people. It's just some people do not use a certain level of technology. They're not used to, you know, I, I went to the lab recently and you had to put your ID down to be scanned, you know, and things like that. It, it's going to require an extra layer of customer service to even help someone, you know, do something that's supposed to be saving you time. So that's something that right. we work into, you know, our offices and, and how our our staff, you know, kind of handles those things. So it's always good to recognize when someone might be struggling with the, the actual technology. <laughs> right, right. Definitely. So, um, now, do you are you in a position where you find that your your responsibility changes from day to day, or is it pretty standard of what your what your um, responsibilities are? Do you have to kind of jump in and 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 take over and do other tasks? You know what? Yeah, it, I, it's it's pretty steady, but it, it, there are times where I have to jump in and take over different tasks, not just checking in as far as um, going above and beyond maybe walking a patient to another department because they're in the wrong department, maybe having to uh, check in for uh, like an x-ray or something and something out of my scope that I don't normally do. Right. Which which I know how to do and I'm trained to do it. But I believe that's what a receptionist is. Sometimes right. you have to go outside of your scope, whatever it takes to help the patient because – that is the most important of yeah. the job is taking care of the patient. So, yeah, from time to time, I do go out of my scope, but I don't mind. Okay, that's good. And and that's the truth. In any area of healthcare, we, we end up going above and beyond, and that would be the goal, right? If you, you're probably in the wrong industry if you're not willing to do that at some point. Um, Absolutely. So- after 11 years, right, what has been the biggest or most influential lesson that you've learned working in healthcare in the capacity that you've had the opportunity to do so? Hmm. I would say to not assume. Um, and let me explain when I say mm-hmm. not assume. I assume that I don't care how happy a patient is coming in. I, you know, I used to always assume that, ah, they're good. They're not doing right. anything. Until I saw a video of these different scenarios of patients coming in, um, they might be coming in just to have some blood work, and it would show their thoughts. Uh, okay. So, like, if, say you, Siobhan, you came in. I don't know that you had a loved one that just passed three days ago. So I don't know what you're going through when you come in. So I can't assume that everything is A plus and, and, and you know, is perfect in your life. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, working at healthcare, 
I, I in working with patients, I, I just don't assume anymore. I just have compassion and sympathy for everyone that comes in, no matter what age you are, how you look. You know, that was like the biggest. And I can identify with that, and that's such a great point, and it's so important because that is is so true. You just have no idea where someone's coming from. Right. Experiences that they have had, whether it be in the past or recently, just, you know, being in a doctor's office or having blood drawn, like you said, or, you know, anything like that. You think something is routine, but for that person, it might be much bigger than that. So to to address everyone with that same level of, you know, empathy and care, you know, and compassion is, is so important. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up <laughs> today. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so what um, about your current employer is keeping you most interested in being part of that team? It's the, um, the consideration they have for their employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what, Kaiser offers, if you want to go to school, they offer the pay. They offer, it's plenty positions for you to, to jump into. They, okay. They, A lot of opportunity. They really, really have compassion for their employees and they acknowledge the hard work that we put in coming to work day in and day out. They acknowledge that. So, you know, they, they make us feel like home. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah, and yeah, that's what that that's really keeping me there and a lot okay. of a lot of employers. employers okay. that. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And it's, it's great to have, you know, that experience because, unfortunately, a lot of people aren't having those same experiences with their employers. So it's great to know that there are places where you want to stay and you want to do well because they they care about you and allows you to care for your patients. Right. What advice, okay, would you give to new medical receptionists just joining the industry? Oh, new members? Yep, new new receptionist or someone, you know, first day on the job, what are you going to tell me? What's your advice to me? My Okay, I will say, you know what, Siobhan, um, have patience, that's one, have patience, have compassion, and be as knowledgeable as you can, and don't be afraid to ask your fellow employees for anything that you need. So those are the three things. Have patience. Oh, yes. Don't be afraid to ask and have compassion. And if you don't have compassion for people, this is not the industry for you at all. So, yeah. And if you're Absolutely. In, in, in this field, you, you, you have some patience and you love people. So. Yes. I love that. And don't be afraid to ask. Those are wonderful points. Chris said, have patience have compassion, and be knowledgeable. That means you need to learn what you're doing, the crowd that you're working with, understand what your office does, what they, what kind of procedures they perform, what the processes are, and then you'll be golden, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so now, so most people don't realize I actually found Chris because I love comedy and I was, you know, finding different people to pay attention to on Instagram. And I came across Chris and I, I started to follow and then I started seeing these really funny skits and they're all surrounding being a receptionist. So, and I'm thinking, I'm like, there's no way he's a receptionist. <laughs> but, 
like, yeah, he's a stand-up comedian. He does all these other cool things. And then I realized, oh, he is totally a receptionist based on the uh, realistic <laughs> depiction <laughs> in some of the comedy skits. So you guys definitely have to check him out on Instagram at it's Chris Sneed, S-N-E-E-D. But what made you start to actually bring your comedy, you know, and join it with your other career in healthcare, and what made you start uh, making those videos? Um, you know what, Savannah? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Um, in my comedy routine, I have one of my closing jokes about being a receptionist and checking in patients and working in pediatrics. So okay. that closing joke has been so big Everywhere I go, whether it's uh, out of ta- out of state, because it's a hospital and a medical facility, no matter where you go. So okay. me using that in my routine, it was so big. I said, you know what? God put it on my heart and said, you know what, Chris? Bring mm-hmm. the people in your world on social media. Right. So I just came up. I had some time off. I hadn't been at work in months. I had some time off, and then I just started shooting these sketches. And, That's amazing. And people start sharing them, and you know, and it's it's nothing like telling your truth, it, right? You know, I'm more funnier when when it's really my life, and nobody can take that from me. So I right. started doing these sketches and fell in love with it, and there it was, man. I got a lot of followers, a lot of uh, uh, RNs, LVNs, doctors, physical therapists, yeah. everybody in healthcare start following me and reposting it. So I just wanted to keep it going because, you know, the fans of mine and people that follow me, they loved it. And I was brightening someone day, whether it's one person that's good <laughs> for me. So. Right, absolutely. And, you know, I, I love all the, the skits you do. They're, they touch very close to home, and I'm sure when our audience gets to see some of them, <laughs> they will identify and have lived those experiences. Um, and it's, you know, great to put humor to certain things because, the, you know, this is our real life, but you, you have to understand that there's always going to be something that we can laugh about. And um, one of the things right. that I like is that you are a receptionist, which, you know, there's not the reason I even started Medical Receptionist Network. Like, there are not a ton of resources, whether it be serious and or funny, for the receptionist, right? Doctors, nurses, they have organizations, they have all these things, and, you know, they have people mm-hmm. that do what you're doing but for them you know and there was nothing for the receptionist so I just love that you have brought light to that um and I guess we're similar in bringing light to you know the importance of being a receptionist you know there's so many responsibilities that come along with that job and definitely the first person most people talk to and see when they come into these offices and so I appreciate that you have uh, been able to bring the lighter side to that, and I can't wait to share this with everyone. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us, whether it be about comedy or uh, being in healthcare? Because I, I think I have like one more question, and then I'll I'll be all set and let you get on. Okay. With it. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm. I will share. I have a comedy special coming out. It's called I Need Urgent Care. Um, it is not just about working at the hospital. When I say I need urgent care, we all need help in some area or aspect of our life. We can't do this alone. So that's pretty much what my special is about. My 
the things that I've been through, working at the hospital, dating my kids. So we all need help. So I would like to share that. That will be coming out this spring uh, when I record it. So I just want people to stay on a lookout for that. And also follow me, share my receptionist sketches. I have a lot more coming. Um, just, just like, share, comment, because we are much needed, and some receptionists feel like we're not valued as much as the RNs and the doctors, and I just want the receptionists to know you are valued. We are right there in the front. Like you said, Siobhan, we are the first thing, first mm-hmm. people these patients see when they walk in, you know. Absolutely. And for them to get to the doctor, they have to be checked in and Someone has to check them in, and that's who the receptionist. So exactly. You know, um, yeah, like and share, follow me. And Definitely, and I'm gonna make sure I put. I'll make sure I have all your information there, and then when the special comes out, we'll update that as well. But um, so one of my questions, because and I, it may be different. We're on different coasts, but I have I've been in healthcare since. over about 20 years now, I have only met maybe two male receptionists. Have you ever found it hard Mm -hmm. to get interviews or to, you know, even be, um, you know, become a candidate? I'm sure once they meet you, it's like wonderful, you know, but even as a manager, I remember, I think I've interviewed only one gentleman during my entire career because they're, they're just so far few between, but, you know, this is an industry that for everyone, you know what I mean? If you're someone who wants to care for people and have, like you said, the patience and the compassion, I would hope that it's, you know, could be welcoming to everyone. So could you, have you had any um, experience, you know, that you thought was specific to you being a man? Yes. Um, and it's the same here. It's not that many male receptionists. Has that been difficult for you navigating, you know, trying to gain employment or having, you know, meeting with people and, you know, having any experiences that were specific where you knew that maybe because you were a man that they they didn't necessarily go with you right away or they were a little more cautious? Oh, yeah, yeah. Working OBGYN, they were a little more cautious. You know, these women come in for women reasons, you know, Mm -hmm. and me being the only male working with two other women, it's three right. men, two other women. Yes, I had women say, you know what? I'd rather not go to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather go to her. Um, so I've seen that several times, even though they, they, they do have male OBGYN. Right, they, right. They male OBGYN. Why? You can't let a male receptionist check you in. Exactly. I've missing your chart. They know, you know what else? <laughs> right. Exactly. And I guess I mean, you know. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. But I just I had to bring that point up, and I, I I thought about it, and I said, you know, it's it's so rare that I'm going to bring it up because I know that our you know this industry is dominated by women. It's just the same with nurses, the same way, you know. So right wanted to make sure, you know, and, and men, if you're interested in this industry, I would say go for it if you are someone who can actually do the job and don't be afraid to do it, you know, because 
sometimes it's nice, you know, we need everyone, everyone who cares about people to be in the industry that they deserve to be in. So don't be intimidated. And you have a great example here of Chris who has worked with pediatrics, obstetrics, and oncology, some of the most important, you know, uh, specialties that we can even speak of. And um, Chris, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Everybody, you can follow Chris on Facebook, Chris Sneed, YouTube, Chris Sneed, S-N-E-E-D. We will share his uh, Instagram and everything else, and hopefully we'll get to see your I Need Urgent Care special coming up soon. And um, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time today. And thank you for having me, Siobhan. You have a blessed rest of the day. I appreciate you. You as well. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Medical Receptionist Network podcast show. Don't forget to visit our website, medicalreceptionistnetwork.com, and subscribe to our newsletter. If you're looking for a great resource for medical receptionists, make sure you grab your copy of the Medical Receptionist Handbook to Success available on Amazon. Lastly, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, please find us on your favorite podcast player and subscribe today. Until next time, keep being amazing.